Whatever, man. We'll see where it goes for the four people that want to listen to this. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the four yeah, people. I feel like, I feel like over, over the quarantine, like everybody and their fucking dog started a podcast. Like, to be fair. Which is exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. So, um, for anybody that's like actually going to listen to this... <laughs> Um, we're, this is our podcast episode number one, of uh, three straight dads. And to preface that, I truly believe sexuality is fluid. So the whole three straight dads thing is just an irony of three individual males living with each other that have all stepped up to parent a dog, which is not usually something that you get yourself into unless you are in some sort of like relationship other than a friendship. Right. So, um, but the, uh, the term actually came from like a joke in the moment too, from when, uh, I had my other dog, um, here with me and then we were puppy sitting one day. Um, and everyone was like, the house was chaotic. There was a lot of, a lot of dogs. There was a, there was an equal dog to person ratio in the house. And I remember Dale who dropped off her dog being like, are you guys going to be okay? Like she looked like she was a little concerned about like our ability to care for animals. Uh, cause there was just like three wild dogs, essentially one of every size almost. And the three of us who were like hot off the heels of a hot pancake breakfast and about to clean the house. And like, it was pretty, pretty chaotic. I remember. And like, we were like, Oh yeah, don't worry. We've been, we got this three straight dads. Was this, was this when Amy, it was Amy 11 and the little. Yeah. Len. Lenny. Yeah. Lenny. Yeah. So everybody grabbed a dog and had to parent that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where the kind of joke the joke name came yeah. from. So, right? so the kid that lives in this house rent free, <laughs> her name is Amy, and Amy is Arden's dog. Um, maybe Arden, you can tell us a little bit more about Amy. Yeah. So Amelia, uh, Amelia Hearhard is her actual name. Um, What's that? Hearhard. Hearhard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she sucks at listening. Yeah, she's a terrible, terrible listener. Great dog. She's sleeping right now. So. Um, but if not the best at actual verbal commands, uh, she is a two and a half year old blue healer, um, who was born deaf. So they're for the hear hard and the ongoing joke of that. Like she just, she just ignores you for everything. Right. Um, that being said, super savvy dog. I think she's like a real life cartoon character. If, if there ever was, um, you know, an animation that spilled over into reality, like you would get this dog who's like a master manipulator. I think she probably can hear because there's been times that like, I think we've had some pretty subtle conversations, just like not quite whispering, but definitely not like trying to get her attention as she's been passed out in the corner. And then all of a sudden her head shoots up when you say like kind of a key word for a dog, like outside or her name as an example or something like that. Right. So I think she's pretty sly. Um, but yeah, uh, she lives in this house rent free, as Nelson said, and gets away with everything. Um, and she's got the face to kind of pull it off too, right? Especially that's, Nelson. Yeah, He's that's like, side eye. Like, I, I <laughs> yeah. cannot say no to that side eye. Yeah. She's got a different relationship with everybody too, right? And it's like the, the two of you guys in this house and anybody who comes into this house, she has the same circuit that she runs. If there's a new person in, she'll just like, Nelson, you'd be good to watch it because... The same thing she's doing doing to you, like playing like coy and playing like, hey, like, so nice to meet you. Have you seen my favorite toy, which is this ball? And do you think, you know, you could um, like just throw it if you're not too busy? Um, <laughs> she'll play that game with everybody that walks through that door until like you set your standard with her. And then she just knows who to pick on, which is why she continuously goes to you. She knows you're the, you're, I know. You're the, the one suck. that's in the cave the quickest. I'm the suck. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my big thing is as her dog dad, um, next to these two gentlemen is I'm not always home. So I work out of town for several months at a time. And so I really depend on the fellas to help me raise her and, uh, you know, take care of her. And, and I don't know if you guys ever wanted to be fathers or dog fathers, <laughs> but dog father. you're, you're in it now, man. Right. Yeah. That's the contingency with the house here is it's a cool place to live, I think. Um, but you gotta, you gotta be parental. Uh, because you are now one of the dads that take care of this dog, especially yes. when I'm gone, right? So, yeah, uh, let's uh, maybe let's all introduce ourselves and a little bit of a backstory, I guess. Like, um, maybe let's just say, like, who you are, 
where you're from if it's not from here or whatever, right? A uh, little bit of quick one-on-one and how you got to be a dog dad. Yeah. You want to start, Rich? Uh, sure. Uh, so we can go from most to least amount of facial hair. Most to most to least. Yeah, sure. Most to least. Yeah. <laughs> can I go shave real quick? Yeah, yeah. You want to go last? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I'll still even if he shaves, I will still. He'll still have less. Yeah, man. I think you shaved like last week, didn't you? And that thing just came back, no, or what? I wouldn't doubt it if I did. Yeah, it only takes a couple of days to come back. Uh, yeah. So I'm Richard. Um, I've not originally from. Uh, Edmonton, so I'm from Ontario, a small city in northern Ontario, uh, surrounded by Great Lakes called Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, yeah, I've been in Alberta for just over four years and uh, uh, met these two guys on a course dating for app. Oh, oh no, dating no, apps. Oh, yeah. sorry. What's Is that what we're calling it now? No, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> yes. Christian Mingo. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Bumble BFF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be. Yeah. Have you ever tried Bumble, Bumble BFF? You know what? I have not. I've, I've had Bumble before. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I tried Bumble BFF once and then I immediately got off of that. I was like, eh. does it feel desperate? Does it feel like, hey, I need a friend? You know what? No, 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 no. I think like the feeling of going from Bumble, like Bumble date to like Bumble BFF is that like your mind doesn't really know. So then when you go to Bumble BFF, you're like, you're swiping left, right? Because you're just like, why are all these dudes appearing <laughs> on my feet? Like, no, like, yeah. you know? And then you're like, oh, wait, now you're just looking for friends. But it's like, but like with my experience on Mobile BFF, I was just kind of looking there. I was like, I don't want to hang out with any of these people. Oh, I know. I just feel like it'd be like super awkward situations and stuff too, right? Like, just like, yeah, yeah so. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it would be like a first date, honestly. Like, yeah. if like you chat with somebody and then you're like, hey, man, like, you seem really great. Do you want to meet up for a coffee and yeah. like see where this goes? Like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I just had said like, you know, does it seem desperate? But there, there I am like had the option to download it or just go to that side of it. And then I'm like looking for a girlfriend on yeah. the actual bubble side. So like, I mean, I don't like those, the apps in general. They're not really my, they've always left me feeling pretty bad. Yeah. So. Then again though, I've also made more friends off of dating apps than I have relationships. But we can get into that like later on oh. or a separate Separate dating apps episode. I think that one might be. Yeah. That one can get a little spicy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. So, anyways, the dating app we're talking about is actually a course for a uh, medical first responder. So, we all took this course together and uh, became good friends through that. And it was a great time. You know, it just sucked that everything happened with COVID locking down. Mm-hmm. But uh, that didn't stop us from eventually all moving in together. Mm-hmm. So, which is pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. What what uh, what brought you out to Alberta? Uh, so there's a lot of different things. Um, just in my hometown, for what for what I was looking for, there wasn't a whole lot for me personally. Um, you know, it's a great area, a lot of outdoor stuff and whatnot. But for me, it's big, big to be able to be like close to the mountains, um, have job opportunities. Uh, I wanted to be in a bigger city without going to Southern Ontario, um, everything's just so incredibly crowded down there. Whereas like out here, the nice thing with Edmonton is it feels, it's got more of like a smaller city feel while being still like the fifth largest city in the country. Yeah. Well, you still get the joy of driving 50 minutes just to get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get to the other side of the city. It feels, you know. Yeah. Like like like, Toronto. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In that regard. But like the community. It's like the like kind of like the the community and like the city feel feels a little more like a smaller city thing than like Toronto mm. from my experience. Oh I, uh, yeah, I so. Um, and this is a conversation you and I had Rich on our way back to the, from the mountains just a couple weeks ago about I don't know. Um, are we gonna first of all is this gonna be an explicit podcast? Or are we just gonna commit to that right now? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna that yeah. is gonna show up. All right, the, yeah, because I don't know shit about fuck. Especially about Ontario. <laughs> but when Rich is like, hey, fuck, shit, shit, fuck. Let's get it all bitch. Let's get it all out. Yeah, shit, I'm yeah. all fuck. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, Rich has always told us he's from Northern Ontario. Northern Ontario. If there's one oh, thing God. I know about Richard Blackstock, it's he's from Sault Ste. Marie in Northern yeah. Ontario, which happens to be a border city. So at one point, I was kind of like doing the math. You've got all the calculations in your head, right? And like the triangles and the trigonometry and all that stuff. And I'm like, 
what border is he talking like the American border? Because that is South. I know that. I mean, and so then he had to explain to me that Northern Ontario can mean Southern Ontario as far as I view it, but from the terminology of where you're from and the fact that like nothing really is North of where like Sault Ste. Marie and all that stuff. It's like mostly just the pocket lakes all the way up to like, yeah, there's like up to Hudson's Bay. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like small, like there are some cities up there. There's small communities. Um, There's like, uh, flying reserves and reserves and whatnot in that in the area um, but yeah it's more so a a matter of like drawing a divisible like a divisible line through the center of Ontario horizontally mm-hmm. just because of the shape of it mm-hmm. and then that's where you get the north and south totally get it I can totally see why you're saying it's like southern Ontario because it's on the border and like relative that makes sense but just yeah based on that Little invisible line. Yeah. Seems to go through there. Uh, it's actually considered Northern Ontario. Because you are at the bottom of Ontario, literally. Like, you're touching the states. You are mm-hmm. on the southern part of Northern America. The nutsack of the Ontario. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but not, the, the, not high, not. the like the one that didn't drop because oh. he's on the northern part. Oh, right? yeah. Right, right, right. There's a further hanging Ontario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be like down like Windsor area. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. Um... If uh, also Darnell Nurse, if you are one of our four listeners, <laughs> uh, we know that you played hockey out at Sault Ste. Marie. Um, Rich is a huge fan, and we have a uh, a picture actually of Darnell Nurse hanging up on the wall here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So if we can show. So this. yeah, if uh, you know Doctor Two Five, if you're listening, um, we'd love to have you on this podcast someday. Yes. My mom would probably love to know who you are, what you do for a living, and... <laughs> yes. what, what do you do for a living? I'm a professional hockey player. Not me. Darnell Nurse. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she for sure. <laughs> on a future episode, love to know who you yes. are and why you're framed in our house. Yes. Um, which, I mean, there's. I'm sure the, uh, the majority of people who are ever going to listen to this will probably access the podcast version of it, right? Um, we are filming this as well, and eventually we'll throw it up on a YouTube so you can watch us fumble through all of this stuff. But uh, in in the future, and if we ever show off this house that we live in, uh, there's like a couple of house rules. There's, there's few and far between, but some of them are that any artwork that's brought into the house has to be hung on an existing nail. So Darnell Nurse is hung off, off center of one of the biggest walls in the house. And it just happens to be one of the ones where there is a nail uh, yeah. there. And so actually, I'm surprised how often that has worked out for this house. Yeah. Like, a lot of the artwork is really lined up to be not bad. Especially but, the Spimmerman. Yeah. The Spimmerman is... Yeah, <laughs> and that actually was, like, a very happy yeah, surprise. Yeah, the so, Spimmerman was cool. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll show that off a little bit later um, in the future, maybe. But, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, Rich moved from Ontario to Edmonton. Uh, how long now? Uh, uh, September 2017, so just over four years. Yeah. Um, and then you, you started in Edmonton, didn't you? And then I started, yeah, started at Edmonton. I was in Edmonton for just under two months. Um, I wasn't able to find work, but one of my, um, childhood friends, he's one of my best friends, him and his family live in Red Deer and he owns his own company. So, uh, I went down and was working for him for, uh, two and a half years. And, uh, in that time frame, it was a whole lot of figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. And I always had like four kind of options as to what I wanted to do and wanting to pursue trying to become a firefighter was a big thing and I wanted to try and do it in Edmonton so it only made sense for me to try and get back to Edmonton to pursue it as opposed to having a commute like an hour and a half for everything that I had to do mm-hmm. in town which I did for two and a half years yeah I was, about to, say, a week. <laughs> I was, I was about to say that is super commendable when we first met Rich he was driving, he was living in Red Deer and driving twice a week as a minimum, most times, three times a week, because you and I would also meet up um, on the weekends. Yeah. And then Nelson eventually put together a study course, which was also on the weekends. So Rich was driving up after work, uh, doing construction stuff. So anybody that's swinging hammers knows that you're already tired at the end of the day. Um, driving an hour and a half each way just to sit in a classroom for four hours and then study on weekends. So. Awesome, man. Good for you, dude. Um, yeah. Why Edmonton, though? Like, were you like, what about the EFRS fire department was where you wanted to live? Because, I mean, like, we've got mountains west, bro. Like, there's yeah. there's better places to live than Edmonton. But, however, there's not too many better fire departments, which is why I ask. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things, um, like, initially it was just, like, wanting to, you know, either be, like, 
fire, uh, police, going, becoming a teacher or doing like full-time military. Um, and I came out here uh, just before I moved out here to visit some friends and uh, absolutely just fell in love with Edmonton. Like I said, like big thing, like the community and everything. I know it's awkward. Someone's like, why would you want to fall in love with Edmonton? Um, but yeah, it's just like the community feel, like I said, it's, you know, every, everybody seems to be, seems to be a bit more open to like, you know, talking to people walking down the street or malls or whatever. Um, just a, a very, seems everything I've noticed is like a big welcoming aspect with the city. Um, and then working with cadets like I do, uh, a friend of mine, she also works for uh, Edmonton Fire through Dispatch. And I was talking with her about like, you know, saying I was looking at becoming a firefighter and she was like, oh, like, I think you'd be great. Like that's, I work with firefighters, you know, you should, uh, I should uh, get you to meet some of my friends that are firefighters and getting to meet a couple firefighters at one of the uh, um, fundraisers with the Pipes and Drum Band was a, a really big uh, eye opener to see kind of how um, all the firefighters like work together and even after the fact, like get along and get to uh, enjoy time with each other. And uh, seeing that and then visiting with um, a fire hall, uh, getting to work side by side with the guys for the part of the day that I did, um, really just kind of pushed that level of, that I felt of like the community base and acceptance and everything within the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really big thing with uh, me deciding that, yeah, I, you know, Edmonton fires, a, a big thing where I want to be. Yeah. So did you consider other fire departments first? Like, did you ever consider Red Deer or any other? Um, I, I have, like, I, I debated on looking at Red Deer. Um, but from what I had found in Red Deer, you need to be an advanced care paramedic. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, another like five years down the road worth of schooling and everything else to get there. Um, I was con- considering, Considering Calgary, and I mean, depending on how things go, and they, you know, opportunities are always there in other cities as well. Mm-hmm. Just if I can stay in Edmonton, that would be preferable. But I mean, if the opportunity presents itself elsewhere, then you know, gotta go where the opportunity is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to other cities. Just Edmonton is my preferred. Yeah. If you applied to ten and got accepted by all of them, you'd be like Edmonton. Yeah. Would be preferable. Yep. Nice. Where's uh, where's your favorite place to eat in Edmonton? Favorite place to eat in Edmonton. That's hard because I only moved back to Edmonton during the pandemic, so a lot of things were closed. Um, I know, like in most cases, my friends and I, we tend to eat at uh, Volcano a lot, yeah. like yeah. all the time. Big sushi yeah. guy. Yeah, sushi and fuck. Yeah, uh, so good. <laughs> fucking good. Eh? Fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Soup. 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 Um, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not. I'm gonna choose not to be upset that it wasn't pancakes uh, every Sunday morning at our own home, Richard. I mean, but that's okay, dude. You yeah. can't can't beat like homemade, made from scratch pancakes or waffles. Yes, pancakes or waffles. Yeah, yeah. Hype me up. Hype me up. We had good pancakes, pancakes or waffles. Oh, what do I prefer? Yeah. Um, I prefer waffles. How about you? Oh, waffles, for sure. Waffles? Yeah, it's just so messy. Like, yeah. It's just too yeah. much. It's yeah. Awesome. yeah, I'm a big waffle guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rich Perfect. brought a waffle maker into the home. I don't know if you knew that. I don't think we ever prior to that up yet. No, not yet. Bye. But what? At least. Okay, done. Yeah. Next weekend. Yeah. Waffles. Okay. Waffles. Sweet. Yeah. Dog dad. Uh, yeah. Yo, what up? Um, so I am Arden Carlson. I am... We didn't ask you how old you are, Rich, I don't think. Oh, I'm... Uh... Well, do you want like my actual 27. age or like what most people think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll say 27. I don't think you're pulling the wall over our eyes with plus, the gray on the oh, sides. What, yeah. what gray? What are you talking yeah. about? Oh, my, bar- my barber every time I get a haircut? Yo, Rich, you got so much white in your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to consider doing something about that. Yeah. Yeah, just for men. <laughs> get some get some brown in there. That's Amy, if anybody is wondering. Yeah. She's, you ever heard that wolf? That's Amy. Yeah. She says hi. She's protecting the house. Um, but yeah, so I'm 33. 33. Um, this is where having a deaf dog who's uh, perturbed about something going on outside is a huge disadvantage uh, because you can't tell her anything. You can't tell her anything. Eventually, she'll look and you're like, "Thanks, kiddo," 
You can wave her on in. She does the clap, clap, clap across the floor. Comes for a bit of a stretch. And goes back. Yeah, goes back to yelling at something. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, Arden Carlson, um, I just turned 32 last week, right? Last week? Yeah. So recently, anyway. Um, so, I am born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, so I have not <laughs> known anything else. Um, I have traveled, I wouldn't say significantly, but I've traveled quite a bit, and I think everywhere I've ever been, including Calgary, uh, I've been like, man, it would be so great to live here instead of Edmonton. Uh, <laughs> anyway, like... <laughs> neighborhoods in this city i'm like man it would be so good <laughs> to live in this neighborhood and actually i do really quite like where we live now but uh um you know i like i'm not trying to slander the city that i grew up in necessarily i think it's just when it's all you know you kind of it's easy to um it's easy to just maybe not always see the good in it you're not captivated by it anymore right the novelty is worn off yeah. you go and visit somewhere else you're just enamored by everything you're like oh have you guys seen this like brick building right here and they're like yeah man it's the post office and you're like oh, yeah, yeah. it's made of brick like yeah. you know just everything seems so cool and different uh, so Edmonton's home uh, it will be for a significant amount of time I'm sure uh, I have tried to have it not be <laughs> several times um, you know and I've never been serious enough to do it is the long and short answer to that side I've got really good friends of mine that live in the Okanagan I think that's always a pipe dream of where I'd love to retire is uh, Kelowna area uh, it's the right size. Seems like you get the city vibe, but it's kind of, you know, still got that lake, lake town vibe to it where it's not super, super big, uh, close to a lot of homies. Um, so Edmonton's been a matter of convenience. Family's here, which is important. Um, work opportunities are here, also important. And being here in the job I have as a journeyman iron worker, um, like I said, I, I fly out of town uh, for work quite often. And cost of living's right, so it gives you the nice balance of like, you know what, your your friends are here, home is here, and it gives you the resources to enjoy lots of those other places that you can fantasize about living in. Um, as Richard said, how I met these uh, two wonderful gentlemen is through our MFR course. Excuse me. Do we have mail? I don't know. Is it Sunday? Yeah. She's, she's, she's upset about something, yeah. 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 Maybe she heard something. Remember, she's dead. That's funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the dog is deaf, and she's just barking in the void. Um, yeah, so when uh, um, we all met each other or met through our MFR course, um, uh, I completely lost where I was going with this. Bananas. Uh, well, we can talk about the banana pancakes. Uh, or bananas being stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's a couple good stories. I think that we could probably do, like, a episode strictly off of the stories from the other boys in the class. I'd love to, fuck, like, have guests for, like, Adam oh, or, yeah, 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 or yeah. like, any of the fellas, honestly, right? Like, we had some fucking... Darwin and his uh, yeah. working at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden, who's like just I don't know on Instagram, he's like living the life, man. He's like, oh man, married to that absolute rocket, and like <laughs> take that as a compliment, bro. Yeah. Don't come beat us up. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like we met some some great some some serious stellar cats there, and um, yeah. who was it? It was Paulo, I think that like him and I were one up in each other with water jugs. Like every single class, like yeah. one of us was bringing a bitter bigger water jug and just like not subtly. Putting it right next to the other yeah, guys yeah, being yeah. like, okay. Okay, uh, yeah. That's all you're packing? Yeah. That's all you got? Uh, anyway, but yeah. Size I think, matters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's important to stay hydrated, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so we met, uh, we, all, we all met through the MFR course um, as a prerequisite for fire. Um, I think there's obviously lots, that's going to be the common denominator between us as all firefighter applicants. Um, and so that's going to be a lot of talk about, I think, in a future episode. Um, how we, well, I mean, like I've been in this house where we live the longest. I've been here for about three years now. Um, you know, you guys are, are newer at different stages. So, um, yeah, like me and me and Amy have lived here and we've had the ability to have some cool people pass through and I'm super stoked to see that you guys are now here because my brother was one of the guys who, um, was here just before Nelson came. So you're in his old room, and then he's left to be a part of the St. Albert, or apply for the St. Albert Fire Department out there, right? So, um, you know, you love to see people come and go and have the opportunities that, like, 
they they get and everybody's chapters close at some point but this house has been kind of a cool spot to see people um you know the first roommate i had he ended up living here for a year and then bought a house um in the time here so you know you're excited to see people like open new doors for themselves right so the house for me personally has been kind of a cool vibe um we've had a lot of fun in this house over years and being here with you guys has been like a blast since Nelson moved in, right? I mean, like Rich and I had a blast too, but uh, it adds a lot more flair. I feel like every day has been a podcast uh, in some form. Yeah, since moved yeah, in. I feel like we've like we've gone into like some like different conversations about yeah just random shit, mm-hmm. and and then one day we were like, hey, like we're just sitting around and like I think we were like watching some sort of like Marvel movie or something. That's the one thing that I've so like a couple things that I've learned since I've gotten here is these guys. Like Marvel, these guys like movies, and they fucking love Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing. That and it all adds up. Nerds. It all adds <laughs> up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, where's you said you like kind of traveled and that's yeah, that's you. Like, what? Where's been your favorite place that you've you've been to? And I know that's like a very loaded question because like yeah. every place is like very very different. But like, was there one particular place that you're just like while like you know for you know xyz reasons um it just really stood out to you could be like you know a particular time in your life where like you know perhaps like like that particular spot was like exactly what you needed or like you know it was just like um that like that destination had like a lot of things that like you enjoyed right so like i don't know somebody that perhaps um likes skiing for example or loves skiing snowboarding and i know like a couple of my friends did it they went up to japan and it was like and they like was like wow, this is the best powder that we've ever had, like we've ever experienced in the world. So and, like that's like their favorite spot. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question, man. Um, honestly, like I said, every time I go anywhere, I'm just like, this city is like, have you guys seen this? Yeah. Um, Yo, I can move yeah. here. Yeah. Like within like, a, like like two days, you're like, oh man, I can move here. Yeah, I'm on like Craigslist <laughs> looking for like rental places immediately yeah. and like how to get a job in Portland, Oregon, and, and things like that, right? So, um, yeah, I, yeah, Portland was awesome. Seattle was cool. Uh, um, Belize was the last place I went. So like really enamored by Central America. Like, I, you know, I'd love to go back and like, I would immediately go back to Belize, okay. but I mean, I would immediately go back to every place I've been because I have had such a great time. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, like I've, because I felt that way about every place I've been, I'm, I just choose somewhere else. Cause every place is going to be that yeah. a version of that too. Right. Um, it's a tough question. I've, I've been to Montreal a lot, okay. a ton, and like at least six times, I think. And I I do love Montreal. At this point in my life, I don't think I would ever move there, but I do love to go and hang out. I love the architecture there. I like the diversity. Um, I got a couple of good friends there. Um, it's beautiful. It's like harsh like Edmonton. You can get the minus 30 winters, but then you get like the really gorgeous summers and stuff too, mm-hmm. right? Um, they have just like, I don't know, I mentioned the culture, but it's just... Man, like you can just be walking a straight line all the way down Montreal and you'll go through like the old port downtown, which feels like you're in 1860 all of a sudden, right? Like pre-industrial revolution. And then then you like walk up to some mountain that you see with some gigantic lit up cross and all of a sudden there's like a jazz festival going on on the bottom of that. And then, you know, you just keep walking and like you end up in some Korean karaoke bar, which was a a real thing. That happened to me when I was there, man. And... (laughs) It was, yeah, it's been, it's been like that every time and it's just, um, it's, it's a cool city. So I've liked that a lot. Um, yeah, the, I think there's, for me, it's trips that have been kind of the most important, right? It's like who you're with, like you said, the time in your life and they've all been pretty different. I've taken trips, um, in really positive times of my life and I've taken trips, um, in really negative times of my life that we're trying to create a positive out of a situation. So, you know, each trip is meaningful in different ways and some things you go back for and some things you just, because of what that trip meant to you yeah. and like, because of value of that memory, you wouldn't want to go back because you don't want to revisit, you know, the reason you were there in the first place. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Right. So, but, um, I always find that like, you know, I, I, I absolutely love traveling too. It's like my favorite way to travel is just like, Hey, like let's, let's grab like my big backpack and a seven liter backpack and like, let's, yeah. That's just cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like traveling with like suitcases and like fancy yeah. hotels and like kind of stuff like that. But I always find that like, you know, you you go to one place and you never you never really come back the same person, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you? Would you rather travel alone or with people? Ooh, uh, I was gonna say that's a tough question. Alone, I think alone, like yeah. I I traveled mostly alone. 
I've traveled with people, which has been enjoyable too, but yeah. I think I get a lot more out of it. And for my current interests in life, um, I think just being alone is, is works well. And it's tricky though, because whatever you, you want, whatever you don't have. And that's probably true for so many things in life. Right. But like, I remember being alone in Maui, which was one of the places I did try to live for, um, you know, a while as, as long as I could afford it, which ended up being a couple months. And, um, everything I saw was awesome. And I felt like shit the whole time because you're like, man, I wish I had somebody to share this with, right? Like, yeah. you know, sure, you made friends on beaches and like there was guys I played volleyball with two, three times a week, but, um, you know, they're not the people you have back home. They're not they're like, you want yeah, they're, you, right? they're, it's like, you know what, like you can meet people and they like, you're like, okay, yeah, like I have these like, you know, friends or like people that I just like, I hang out with, but they're at the end of the day, like they're not your homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, man, right? And they're great people, like you said, but, you know, there's just some people that stick with you, man. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, uh, it's. I think for me, traveling alone is, is good. And I mean, like, you guys know this, a couple people in my life definitely know this, is uh, I bought a vehicle recently, and I'm making a truck box camper, uh, which has been a huge help in that for me. But I'm basically trying to live alone in my truck for extended periods of time with comfort, um, you know, to be able to travel alone a little bit more often, you know, mostly around Canada, obviously, into the States as COVID allows and yeah. whatever have you, right? But, but yeah, that's a good question, man. Yeah, um, yeah I guess uh, real quick, I, like, before we get into the fire stuff, which is, again, our common denominator, is like, mostly, like, if you want to know anything about me and, like, the long short of it is, like, in the gym a lot, I pet my dog a lot, and I'm outside a lot. Um, you know, I don't really, like, I feel like being home from work this time around, I've been inside a lot. I mean, we've been, obviously, it's winter time. But, yeah, watching the movies and stuff, like, that's fun. But it's probably the most I've really been inside, mostly I'm in the garage, or, you know, like, uh, taking Amy to the park at the very least, getting outside a lot. So, yeah. I feel like I'm pretty simple in a nutshell. But uh, I have a lot of random stories at the same time, too. Yeah, well, and, like, with having the weather that we've had, the cold snaps, like the minus 40 for weeks on end and everything. Like that's been a huge deterrent for anybody to really go outside, you know? Yeah. So. Rich, what do you like to do for fun? What do I like to do for fun? Well, uh, I'm a gamer. I play and teach music. Uh, I ride motorcycles in the summer. So pretty much like you almost never see me home. I get home from work and I'm like shower gear gone. Um, I'm on two wheels all the time snowboarding and yeah the odd time just hang out at home watching movies obviously as we already discussed mm-hmm. so. yeah we're well, right now we are going through the marvel cinematic universe in the timeline order yeah which i'm pretty excited about yeah so it's yeah a, it's a project yeah oh, and I, I guess uh um i've been trying to for a while but i've uh, really started dedicating myself to try and push big into calisthenics and uh, progress there. So also like Arden, um, at the gym as much as I can, uh, just, I go before work. So try and have some, or plan on going before work at like four thirty five o'clock in the morning, uh, to ensure that I still have some time to do everything else in the evenings. Yeah. I feel like Rich is the guy that sleeps the least amount and like probably a worrying amount. Uh, like if he doesn't get up in the morning to do the gym thing, he'll go on like like, when I'm going to bed, you're, like, chugging pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. generally concerned about you. Yeah. I, am like, I am, like, a 9 to 10 hour sleep kind of guy. Ooh, what's that, man? I get, like, like nine five hours for, like, the longest. For this guy. Yeah. 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 It's, like, between, like, three to five hours of sleep. And then it's, like, I'll do that for a few weeks. And then just, like, prime example, like, what, Friday night, it's, like, I'll fall asleep at, like, 8 o'clock. Yeah. And then I'll get a bit more sleep. And then I'll still wake up, like, Four in the morning, yeah. no alarms needed. It's yeah. like body wakes me up. It's just like let's go, man. It's like, yeah. fuck, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll have less gray hairs if you guys just slept eight hours a day. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Or I just keep growing the gray hairs. Maybe the women love it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go with that. We just hope the yeah. women love the gray hairs. I mean, yeah, never know. One of my favorite ever um, podcast episodes was actually one from Joe Rogan, and he interviewed. I forgot what the guy's name was, but like it was an older one. But he interviews a sleep scientist, and like they were talking about, you know, like sleep, like REM cycles, and just like science of sleep, and uh, how um, when basically like when you when you don't get enough sleep, your body always tries to make up for it, right? So, but then you'll have like these individuals that like stay up. So like like gamers, for example, like they'll stay up like three straight days. 
days, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is that like now like the um, like their physical like their physical being, right, and like their brain, there's like a mismatch now because their brain is trying to catch up on sleep, right? But their actual but they are now but they're still awake and and, and they're doing shit, mm-hmm. right? So then the brain actually falls into this REM like into this REM cycle while they are awake, and then you'll have this clash of like just different like almost like realities and that's where people become have like hallucinations yeah and that's where it comes from is that like people hallucinate because like they're actually in a dream state when they're awake because they're, yeah. they've been up for so long the brain tries to catch up on this REM sleep yeah you just go into like a, like a um, subconscious lucid dreaming actually yes. like functioning right yeah, yeah and you're like well what's this coming out of the wall or like whatever yeah, yeah it's, it's their body at, it's them going it's their brain going to REM sleep and they're conscious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing, you know, a couple of things that came to mind immediately is that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer like does the math and he realizes if he sleeps in twenty minute intervals throughout the day, um, but like for a total of four hours of sleep mm-hmm. in twenty four hours, he can maximize his life, like not his life cycle, obviously, but like the, a usable time in his life mm-hmm. by like. I don't know, like get two thirds more creamer into the universe, right? Really? And it's like, it's like descent into like hell after <laughs> this whole episode, right? And the other thing I really thought of is our meth head neighbors across the street who also can stay up for three days. We don't <laughs> know that. We don't know if they're meth heads. Uh, we don't know if they're yeah, meth heads. Yeah, we don't yeah. know if they're meth heads. So yeah, that's fine. But, yeah. but we don't. But we know that they stay up for three days and they probably see some shit also. So yeah. there's always lights on the meth house. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's. It, it is kind of, well, I, I shouldn't say nice, but, you know, it's when it's the middle of summer and I don't know where, you see Christmas lights outside and it's, uh, it turns out to not be Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm showing up one way, chasing the dude up the alleyway, like, surrounding the That's house. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember my brother who was outside um, with uh, one of the neighbors, and he was like, saw somebody run out of that house with a TV. Like, somebody had just shown a TV and then there was other... Not meth heads, but somebody's running out of that house after him. And they're like, were they even called fucking cops that they got their meth TV stolen? I don't know. It was like my brother just like watched, you know, this like guy like run with a flat screen TV down the block and then turns his head the other way and like watches these other two guys like run after him. I'm like, all right. That's where you just need, need that coffee and just Thursday night. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. So without any. <laughs> Further ado, and the thing my mom, who's one of the four listeners, has been waiting for this entire time is like, okay, she likes Richard, enough about me, but she, I think, like, I'll tell you right now, you'll never be my stepdad, but I think my mom has a crush on it. So, you'll never be my real dad, bro. My mom, my mom asks about you quite often. She's like, how's he doing? How's Nelson doing? Right, so she says to say hi. Yeah, what's your, what's your mom's name again? I, I, yeah, you know what? Listen, I think she deserves a little more respect than that. What's your name? Sure, if you're gonna. Irene? Yeah, no, what do you mean? No. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Yeah. yeah. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, yeah. MJ. Oh. So you can call her MJ. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, MJ, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well. Um, my so my name's Nelson. Nelson Lau. Um, I am the. I guess I'm like the. I'm like the baby of the group. Here. Yeah, you're brand new, man. Yeah, brand new. Um, new car smell. Yeah. New kid smell. Yep. Uh, 28. I I was born and raised here in Edmonton. Um, First generation Canadian. Um, I think like growing up, like that was, you know, I it's I never really appreciated my culture growing up, like at all, until like recently. It, it, I almost like had to like growing up. I almost had like a I had to process it all, right? Like especially like being in being in Edmonton. Like I grew up on the in, um, on the southwest side. Um, any south any anybody knows southwest like. Um, I went to in high school, um, and like, you know, I just like hung around like a lot of, like hung out with like a lot of white kids. Um, and, uh, so like having to like actually sit down and like kind of process like the whole, um, this minority thing, like has been like a huge part of my day, like growing up. Um, but yeah, so, um, cause your mom's Chinese. Yeah. My, both, my, both, my, both parents Chinese. Um, is your stepdad? Yeah, the stepdad is not Chinese. Okay. Yeah, so, like, that was also, like, kind of, like, a little bit different, because, like, my parents, uh, my biological parents are both are both Chinese. Um, they divorced when I was 10, and then I think my mom, like, met her now partner 
when I think when I was like 16. So like, it was like, you know, when you're 16 years old, like you're trying to like figure out your identity. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like the whole like high school experience. And then like on top of that, you're like, okay, like your, your mom is now like, you know, with like another guy, another guy that's not your biological dad. So like, even like, you know, not really understanding like relationships and like marriage and like, all this kind of stuff, like at that young of an age combined with like, you know, cultural differences really. Because like, you're just like the entire, like your entire life. You're like, Oh yeah. Like, like, well, there's Chinese and you're just like, now you're like, Oh, like mixed, like, you know, interracial relationships, like, you know, like mixed yeah. parents. Like you're like, that was like a little bit of a shock too. Right. So yeah, you've always seen one thing in the house. Exactly. Or like, or like you grow up and you, and you think that something is supposed to be one way, right? Like yeah. your, your parents are, your parents are supposed to be like, I'm full Chinese. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, my parents are Chinese. So it's like, my parents are now like both of my parents are like, you know, are not Chinese. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is yeah, going yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Wait a so, minute. Yeah, hold up. Wait a minute. Um, so, yeah. Um, how, like, so, yeah, um, first generation Canadian. My parents came to, came to Edmonton in 91. Um, and kind of how that all happened, like, you know, I, I have asked my parents before. I was like, okay, of all places, like, why Edmonton? It's like minus 40. Mm. Like, you That's know. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like minus 40. You know, like in the spring, like when everything's melting, it just looks like soup outside. Like, um, and like you know, I mean, yeah, like I mean, I like, Edmonton's like, always gonna be home, right? But like, I think there's a lot of other cities, um, perhaps like you know, just on the outside that are like they're just like they're just sexier. Yeah. No way, right? Like, so I was like, I I lived in Vancouver for a year, and it's like you know, Vancouver's like. Like sexy, yeah. Like, Vancouver's you know, Vancouver. Vancouver's Vancouver. Like it's like anybody that is born and raised in Edmonton. I feel like so many of my friends, like born and raised in Edmonton, like a lot of them just moved out to Vancouver. It's like you talk to anybody, like you talk to a lot of people, like that are born and raised in Edmonton. They're like, yeah, I want to live in Vancouver. Yeah, I live in Vancouver. It's like Vancouver's like the Vancouver's like the fucking LA of Canada. Well, the other thing, if you travel anywhere outside of Canada and you meet people and you tell them yeah. you're Canadian, they're like, that's great. Where are you from? And then if you say Edmonton, they'll be like, what? Right. You can say Alberta, they'll be like, what? what? <laughs> and then they're like, is that near Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vancouver or Toronto? Toronto, yeah. One of the two. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, you know, you'll follow like Instagram accounts, like where it's like, you know, like, Curiosity, like Edmonton, like something like that. And you like follow like Curiosity Vancouver. And it's like all like the Instagram posts of Vancouver, like they just look un- like unreal, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, like being in like, at, like if you're visiting Vancouver, like sometimes you'll be like downtown and you'll be like, wow, this is surreal. Like you get like, look at that brick building. Either. Yeah, look at that brick building, right? Yeah, but it's like you get the beaches, you get the mountains or whatever. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do there. So, like, for me, I'm just like, why, why Edmonton? So, like, that was, so this was like, so both my parents, so my mom is from Macau, which is like a small town, like an hour and a half west of Hong Kong. It used to be Portuguese city. So their two main languages are Chinese Portuguese, um, like cobblestone roads. And it's actually quite, Quite a That's cute, cute little city. Um, so super diverse, man. Yeah, very. So, um, so yeah, it's like you know the best the best Portuguese food that you'll get outside of Portugal is in the Um And then my dad is from Hong Kong, and Hong Kong is you know, Chinese metropolis, right? Um, you know, still I believe still supposed like they have a, their own separate government from China. Um, so they still run under a democratic system, uh, whereas the rest of the country is, is communist. Um, that is like, you know, I, I say democratic very loosely, yeah. um, you know, over the years, especially the last couple of years, there's been a lot of, um, um, political, political tension, I would say, um, China, like, like, you know, like after, so in, I, I believe it was 99 that, um, Britain handed over uh, Hong Kong uh, to yeah to yeah. China, right? But then for they said in their agreement for the next fifty years, like you still have to have uh, two like so like one 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 city, two government kind of um, political system. Mm-hmm. So Hong Kong is still democratic and in the, and independent of China. Mm-hmm. Um, but then ch- the Chinese like government they tried to you know again like just like impose their 
their political views and like all their political and their political control on Hong Kong, and that was the, um, I guess like the result, um, why the whole the shit show in Hong Kong happened over the last couple of years with all the riots. I don't know if anybody was like paying attention to the news and whatnot, but like there were like riots on the streets. And people were like, holy shit, like, China's going to come in and take, and take over. We're going to lose like, our freedoms and, like, all this kind of stuff. So that's why there's a lot of tension in there. So prior to that, that kind of happened. That's happened in the past multiple times before. Happened in 89 when the Chinese got, when the Chinese in, basically came into Hong Kong with, like, tanks and stuff. And it was in 89 that, like, my, my grandparents was like, fuck this. Like, we're getting out of here. Yeah. Um, and at that time, my my aunt, so my 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 dad's older sister, and her partner were here in Edmonton. Um, my aunt was, um, I think she like worked for like some sort of bank, international. Yeah. Um, and my and her partner um, was a professor at the University of Alberta, so they were already residents here. So then they. Um, so then my grandparents applied for immigration, like under their name, and then based on the immigration rules, um, between in, in, in 89 and like the early 90s, um, they were allowed to bring, you know, one of their, like an immediate family member and all and their immediate family as well. So then my dad being my grandmother's like favorite child, right, came with my grandma. And so my mom and my dad came with my grandma in 93. Um, and that's why they came in. And like, that was like kind of like in the early nineties was a huge immigration rush, um, from Hong Kong to, to Canada. Mm-hmm. Right. So parents ended up here. So I was born and raised here, um, in Edmonton, Alberta, um, had a short stint in, um, in Calgary for like a month. I was, oh. I was in, oh yeah. So like I went to, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I went to. Um, this is in 2017, I went to Mount Royal University, um, for, for like a summer, for like a summer semester. Um, what did you take? I was in, I, so this is actually, and uh, like, this is, this is like a whole, this is like, there's a story to this one. Um, I was in athletic therapy. I, I had conditional acceptance. Okay. Do this. Um, so. So I'll like I I I think uh, yeah I'll I'll come back to this yeah, yeah. I'll come back to this yeah. but this this is this like, let me tell you this is worth it anybody that anybody that's listening that that knows this story knows exactly what's coming um, <laughs> yeah so um yeah born and raised um Southwest Edmonton I went to Harry and Lee High School um and then after um after high school I went I went I went straight to university um. Went to U of A for um, I, my first year. Actually, I was in phys ed and combined. I would, I wanted to be a phys ed teacher um, in my first year, and then it was the first day of orientation um, that I that I met like a couple people from kinesiology, and they were like, "Oh yeah, like, you can do this." I was like, "What the hell is kinesiology?" Like, yeah, you can do this, this, this. And I was the kind of kid in high school where like I didn't really like research like into what I wanted to do. Like, I think like, you know, looking back, I think I should have taken a year off and really just like, Hey, like, you know, let's like work a couple on jobs. Let's like, you know, actually sit down and decide like what I wanted to do, do like more research in it. But except like, I was just like, Hey, like I thought to myself, you know, like, you like I had to go to university, right? Looking back, I was like, man, I, I, I think I would have wanted to trains. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was like, Hey, you know what? Like I thought to myself, like, um, I need to go to university right away and like, you know, like be, um, all my, my parents, like they've been, they've been saving up since I was born, since before I was born to like put me yeah. through university. That's just, that's just Chinese culture. Like, you know, you pay for your, your, your kids schooling and then like it's expected, like, you know, the further, the next generations do the same. Yeah. So my parents almost, like my parents expect me to go to do some sort of post-secondary. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, I was going to ask you if it was a cultural predetermination for you. I, I think so. I think, I think, I think the culture had a lot to do with it, but even just like, I think like growing up, like within my group of friends as well, like it was just kind of, you know, like societal expectations, like chasing the white picket fence, like kind of thing. Like, okay, like this, so like, you know, go to, go to like, go to high school, get a girlfriend, go to university, get a degree, get a job, you know, 
House Baby Kids, what, whatever. Yeah. Right? So it's like that whole idea of chasing the white picket fence and like also really played into that. So I and I was like, part of me, I was like, I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not fucking ready for this. Yeah. Right? At all, right? But I was like, hey, I gotta go to university, so I just fucking pick something. I thought like, hey, I like, I was like, I. I like playing dodgeball. I don't wear sweats all day. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. My gym teachers are all pretty cool. Like, you know, those are my favorite teachers. Yeah. Like, hey, why not? Let's just do it. Fuck it, pick something. Yeah. Decided to be a percent teacher. Met some really cool people. Like, the first day, like, of this, of the new student, like, freshman orientation, they're like, oh, this is you Immediately put in the request to transfer. And then I transferred into that in my second year. And, um, you know, went to, went to UA for, went to UA for five years. Um, I volunteered uh, with the University of Alberta sports teams um, as an athletic trainer. Um, so that's like kind of, that's like a huge part of, um, you know, like my whole university experience. I think like that's what made like this kind of volunteer work and like getting involved in the student body, um, especially with athletics was something that was like super important to me. It gave me like almost an identity outside of the classroom. Um, you know, like you can walk in class and it was like, oh yeah, like, Nelson, like he's like he's like the athletic the athletic trainer. He's like a student, like athletic therapist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, had a blast. Um, went on like got to like skip school like to go on road trips and like everything was paid for like yeah. by university. So like um, when you're working with the university like hockey team, like you know just so much money goes into that program and yeah, um, you know got to work out in the at the U of A like the athletics like facility, which yeah. is top notch. Well, you, um, you told us a couple stories about how much you like spent at the new arena, actually, with like you know doing weather camps and yeah, too, right? Like those are great opportunities, man. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's like uh, yeah, like got to got to meet a lot of people and like see some really like some really cool stuff that like perhaps like you know definitely like things that you wouldn't be able to see if you were involved like with the teams in some sort of capacity. Um, won a national championship with the U of A hockey team, and that was like. That was food. Like that was that was one hell of a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, worked at soccer for two years, and then so that was kind of like a big part of who I was. And even leaving um, university, I was like, "Hey, like I wanted to pursue a career in athletic therapy." Um, and had like and like you know like um, actually ended up um, getting a scholarship um, from the Edmonton Eskimos. Um, to pursue athletic therapy, like, as a career. Oh, so, like, yeah, they that. gave you, like, a bunch of money, and I was like, okay, I'm going to use that towards tuition for for, for my athletic therapy degree. Yeah. <laughs> um, after university, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, <clears throat> athletic therapy was always on my radar. Um, and, but I was like, you know what? I'm so sick of school right now. I just need, like, some time off. I need to, like, just chill. I want to make a little bit of money. Um, and just, just, like, you know, travel. So yeah. I immediately after, I didn't even go to my, my university graduation. Um, I just, like, as soon as, like, my last exam ended, I think I had three days, and I got on a plane, I went to Thailand. Sweet! Yeah, so yeah, I, like, yeah, I traveled yeah. to South yeah. for eight months, and, like, you know, like, I, I know I asked you before, where, like, hey, like, would you rather, like, travel alone or travel with friends? Yeah. And I was like, you know what, I do like both. The thing with traveling with, like, your buddies is that I, it's like, you're just going to drink so much more. Yeah, I remember in like in Thailand, like it was just like we just drank for an entire like yeah. two months, like it was crazy. You've uh, you've sprinkled a couple of little Thailand stories for us, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, throughout throughout the time you've been here, man. I'm looking forward to like hearing a little bit more of like yeah, you know. And I think they come up like I don't know if you're anything like me, man. Like you kind of you don't remember them until you're like midway conversation. You're like, yeah. man, I remember a time when and like yeah. you gifted us some of those. Like, <laughs> Mushroom Mountain, like yeah. full moon rave parties. Yeah, stories. yeah. Um, uh, having food poisoning during full moon party, but still partying your face off, and like, <laughs> and like having and having, 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 having the shits. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, got my first tattoo in Thailand. Yeah, and like it was two in the morning. Um, nice. with my buddies Marcus and Dave and uh, over in Thailand like absolutely no rules whatsoever um, yeah so it was like 2 in the morning like fresh out of the bar and just like everybody was getting t- everybody's getting tattooed at 2 in the morning there like yeah. so we're on this island called PP and it was the island was cats bars hostels and tattoo shops nice and uh, so yeah it's just like it's it like going to summer camp right so like anyways it's like 
walking to the place, hey, like, I want this tattoo. And it was, um, and, well, like, actually, like, when I got to go BP, I was like, oh, man, like, I really want this hat. Never, like, that's one thing I wanted to do here. Yeah. Uh, what I want, I was like, I didn't know what I wanted. And, like, thank God, like, my body talked me out of getting, like... Hold on, hold on. So, let me guess. You pulled up, and there was another guy getting, another white, like, a white guy getting his name in Chinese, and you're like, you know what? I want it in English calligraphy. I want Nelson on my own yes. English. Yeah. Well, English. actually, actually, the first idea was that because like I was like, oh, hey, like, I want to get down at the, the, the I script yeah. I was on. Oh, like, <laughs> hey man, mine's all readable in yeah. English. It's like I don't, I don't have like Chinese that, characters. That's the actually that's soup. <laughs> yeah, that's just lemon chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but so yeah. what, what was the bad so, tattoo? You so the bad tattoo I was gonna get was that I was gonna get like just like an elephant or like something because I was like, oh yeah, like you know, like going to Thailand or because elephant tattoos. Yeah. And like you know, I, I'm sorry if anybody has an elephant tattoo that you got in Thailand. Yeah. But it just wouldn't have looked good on me. Okay. Um. Maybe like I like on my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and we can have like a poacher warning about how it's yeah. important not to cut off an elephant tusk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Elephant. Yeah. Um. So. So then, like my buddy's like, oh, like why don't you like get like a bear head? Like you know, you spent like three years with the golden bears, like you know. So like that was kind of like where that where like my first tattoo came from. I got like a I got like a bear head um, on my shoulder. I don't think I've ever. I feel like I I had no idea that was there. It's like I I know of like your the traditional. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think I know if you, if yeah we've all seen each other. We've all been walking around in our underwear yeah. like, half a dozen times by now, right? But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah so bear like, head first shoulder. one was a bear head. So like, so they're all like, yeah, like, you should just get a bear head. He's like, you know, like that program meant like so much to you. Blah, blah blah. I was like, yeah, like you know, that is a good idea. So like, and I was like, fuck, I don't know what kind of bear head I want. And like, it was just like, so I, it was it was a flash tattoo, right? So I was like, I want that one. Like, I want that one. Yeah, I got that that bear head and uh just so just just fucking hammered, right? And uh there's thirty minutes to wait for the table and like the the, the, the tattoo artist like, Oh yeah, like do you like these sold liquor at the tattoo shop? And they're like, oh yeah, like you guys want a beer? Or like there's 7-Eleven, you guys go get a beer over there yeah. back in 30 minutes. So yeah, it's like you go to 7-Eleven, you shotgun a beer, like yeah. outside that shopping on the table, and like you just bleed so much. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. So um but yeah, so that was my first ever tattoo. Actually, I know I know exactly the one I remember it now. Yeah, it's actually yeah. really well done. You know, I was so lucky. Morning, I was so, so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you get one and you know, you, you know you know the rest of it. So yeah. Both these guys are also heavily tatted. Yeah. yeah, blah blah. Yeah, I think I'm like the least headed. I am the least headed. If um, yeah, if anybody's actually watching this, or I mean, anybody who's listening is probably gonna know us at this point too, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, I can do a time check, guys, because we do have that appointment. Oh yeah, true. So, That's why I was check, like kind of checking what time is right now. Three twenty-three. Oh, okay, we got time. So, yeah. so we still want to know who Nelson is. That's yeah. This wild. Yeah. So the young pop in the house that <laughs> ended up working. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I ended up uh, working, um, so traveled eight, for eight weeks uh, throughout Southeast Asia. We can get into some more stories later. Um, came back, uh, got my first job as a personal trainer um, at Body by Bennett, which is now Archetype. They are on the fifth floor of the JW Marriott Spanking Gym. Go check it out. Are we going to get sponsored by them? I don't know. I don't hope so, yeah. Do we? What up? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, and like just like, spent the years like working and just like you know so I came from more of an athletic therapy background so like more on the medical side of things. Um, spent a little bit of time in the weight room like at the U of A. It's like I, like you know, trains like you know like hobby of mine. So it's like I've always always loved like being in the gym and um, again like one of the common threads between us is just it's like it's like working out. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, like the medical side of things, that was kind of like my bread and butter. Came out um, and worked with personal trainer, and just like really got more into like sport performance. Like you know, got, like got a couple chance to work with the Amateur Oil Kings, got a couple chance to work with the Amateur Oilers, like during their training camps and stuff. And we really got to see like you know the strength and conditioning side of the biz. Um, 
and I just and I loved it. I just absolutely fell in love with it. And I think like over that year where I actually took some time and like, you know, um, got to know myself a little bit better. Um, I was kind of being like, oh man, like you know, it's almost like a year ago. I promised myself that like you know like, like or I thought to myself like, hey, athletic therapy is a dream job. <laughs> and then during that year, I think my dream job changed without me really realizing it. And um, also just like you know, as a personal trainer, like it's it's quite hard to to really make a living. Mm-hmm. I want to say unless like you want to start your own business, that was never like really in the plans. For, that was never really in the cards for me. Yeah. Um, ter- I'm terrible at marketing, first of all, um, and also even just like I I I love to work hard, but like sometimes I feel like you know. As a personal trainer, you just gotta sell, sell, sell. Yeah, in a way. yeah, yeah. Like you gotta hustle, right? You gotta Almost feels disingenuine, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's know. the one thing that I that I found a lot was like, like you know, I want to help people. I love helping people like achieving their goals and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, oh hey, like I'll help you achieve your goals if you pay me like ninety dollars like an hour kind of thing. I'm like, ah, fuck, like yeah, I, I had, I've always had a really hard time like seeing my worth in a mon in monetary value mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, and you know, like that's kind of. Um, kind of like why I you know went through like a couple of career changes and stuff but yeah anyways like um spent spent a year working as a personal trainer decided hey like I need to go and fulfill this goal of athletic therapy this goal of athletic therapy um so I applied to uh, Mount Royal University and I got it and I got uh, conditional acceptance into this um into uh this Athletic therapy program. Um, that makes sense. Uh, this one's recording, so go ahead, man. Oh. Um, and uh, anyway, so like they're like, hey, like conditional acceptance, you have to pass your your uh, your EMR, your sport EMR, and you have to pass your taping course. Funny enough, I failed my EMR course. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, and the reason for that is that I actually so here's a story of me failing my EMR at Mount Royal. Um, we might have to, I don't think we have, we don't have time for this. No, I don't okay. think we have a, a time for that kind of story. Right? Okay. But yeah, it's, yeah. It is interesting to get to know like who you are um, prior to yeah. how we actually met because like as much as we've all like shot the shit, we haven't really like super shot for the sure. Shit because yeah. like to me, I'm like hearing all that. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, how are you not like, like, on the Oilers team as, you know, like either their personal medic because we did meet in MFR, right? Or like their coach therapist or like, you know what I mean? Like all yeah. that background. Like you took a hard swing or it seems like anyway, like, yeah. I mean, sure, fire is not like it's into fitness, it's into helping people, which is just a big part of your character if you know you. Mm. But it is, yeah. I mean, when did it change for you, man? Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So like, I think like, you know, I've like always been like pulled back in like training conditioning, but I think for me, like, you know, where that career change, like, kind of comes from is, like, you know, I think there is a lot of common threads um, between, like, you know, emergency services and, you know, what I was in before. And it all comes down to um, to service and safety, to safety and service, really. Yeah. Um, I think, like, for me, like, I was, like, my best self when I was working with, um, with those teams and being like, hey, like, you know, whether that be injury prevention, like, being on the sideline, being the first one out, like, being that, that first responder, like, at the hockey game or whatnot. Um, and even just like, just like as, um, as a trainer, um, you, you're there for your clients, you're there for your athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are there for their best interest. And that's like, kind of, that's really like all that matters. Yeah. Really. So I think there is a lot of common threads that it's just a different way of being able, of to, being yeah. able to fulfill like that, that sort of, um, how do I say this? Um, like those values, right? Like those yeah. values is a different way of achieving those values. Yeah, so sure. yeah, and like with family too, I think like yeah. um, you know, there's the the community. Um, you know, when you're on like those elite teams, right? Yeah, those are yeah, your, yeah. like those are your brothers. Like that's yeah. your second team, right? And yeah. it's like it like where like what other line of work like are you really going to get that? Where you like where you eat together, you room together, you like outside of like sports like you're still hanging out like at the library like studying like you know yeah. with your student athletes kind of stuff like that so yeah but yeah i think like you know and in my free time it's like i i love going to the gym and stuff like that but yeah but yeah we'll we'll save that we'll save that yeah we'll save there's that some juicy story yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll save that juicy story for later but yeah, yeah. um yeah there's a couple of things that i'd love to say about the fire department but i think that's like gonna be a good um 
some good dialogue for the like the actual topic of fire because like mm-hmm. as with everything like us living together we can just shoot the shit all day and all night yeah. because we live together right but yeah. um okay man like top interests for nelson top what's, what's on your tinder bio read it to us what's your first what's your first three photos describe well, them <laughs> and then what's your tinder bio um you know i haven't been on tinder for a long time um your bumble been, been on hinge like hinge or like bumble and like sometimes you know like they'll give you pro- like prompts right yeah yeah the questions so right. like you're like oh like dating me is like blah, like and you fill in the blanks right so yeah. like one of mine is like dating me is like going to earl's happy hour nothing crazy but always a good time nice right yeah. um my f- oh uh, another one is uh, and you feel my, like you're getting a deal right? yeah exactly yeah and it's like my bff uh describes like describes me as or like uh, a reference from my best friend and it goes pretty wholesome for somebody who looks like they think Bud Light and protein powder is a balanced breakfast. <laughs> I mean, nice. it's not. Yeah. 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 Also, I just want to ask, am I the only one that had babies in my coffee as we were doing this? Yeah. I think yeah. So. I think oh. so. Yeah. Okay. So next time what, you guys what, know what yeah kind of, what kind of baileys was it the apple pie no it was just regular just OG, OG and Earl Grey so yeah. next yeah. week yeah, yeah. Next um, week. but yeah that okay so protein and Bud Light that's not in that cup but no okay yeah pretty wholesome for a guy that, pretty wholesome yeah. guy looks like one yeah. yeah looks like he thinks yeah Bud Light and protein powder is that does not surprise me at all man like, yeah yeah I see it full on yeah, um, yeah. what's, what's your what what's your photo right. what's your like your number one photo that grabs everybody's attention that stops them from swiping right or left, whichever the good one was with that one. Yeah, I think right's a good one. Um, I feel like I need new photos. Was it? Is it you like portrait style? It's like just from like, the it's just a headshot. Just a headshot, just a headshot. right? A collared shirt yeah, just with the glasses. Headshot. Like I, I actually saw somewhere that like they're like they're like oh yeah like here are like the five must have photos like on your fingers like yeah it's like a headshot. Um, a group headshot, photo. group photo, activity pick, not um, a mirror selfer. Yeah, yeah uh, mirror but yeah, there's like certain. Oh, a candid, and there's like certain ones that yeah. you gotta check off or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like going to the gym, it's working out. Um, Have you ever thought of taking a photo of you and Amy and putting it on of your new gym? Use, that's what use the dog, man. Just, yeah, use yeah. the dog. Yeah, I think every like. You can say that she's a dog with special needs, man. Like, what is obviously True. not to like. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we'll have to get on that. So. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Three straight dads, guys. Three straight dads. Three straight dads. Holy shit. Cool. That was her. Yeah. That's her first one. Right on? Yeah. Okay. Anything you want to say to my mom? Hope you have a great day. It's her birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Mary Jane. Or the day before. The 21st. Happy birthday. Yeah. Two yeah. days ago. Yeah. You'll never be my real dad, but I still love you, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anybody that actually took the time to listen to this, thank you very much. I also love you guys. Yeah. And I love you. And I love you. Yeah. And yeah. Hopefully some of these in the future will be a little less kind of chaotic and all over the place. Oh, I, I think that's know. what makes it great. Yeah, yeah I think it always can be chaotic. There you go. Yeah. Dude, don't sell uh, yourself short. This is who we are. Yeah, this is uh, no, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. But I mean, like, I'm just meaning oh, we'll with regards to we'll, like we'll, subjects, we'll right? We'll get into some subjects. Like, yeah. it'll still be chaotic, we but it's just like we'll have like... Subjects. Yeah. We'll I think this subjects. did a good job yeah. of like telling us who. Yeah. This is the origin story. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey guys, this is Arden. On behalf of Richard, Nelson, and Amy, thanks for tuning in to episode one of Three Straight Dads. We had a blast doing this and hope you had some laughs. We'll be recording a new episode bi weekly, so stay tuned for future topics and release dates. Thanks from all of us. We love you. Bye.